This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I am certain that James Martin is a deeply disturbed man. He is either deeply disturbed or, frankly, possessed by something that makes doing evil, provocative things out in the open seem like a good idea. Either way, there are certain kinds of people who should not be in charge of media relations or running media operations for an organization, or maybe even having access to social media itself. And Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church is definitely one of those men. He has a way not only with words, but with the choices he makes that purposely riles up his detractors in the media, and especially on social media. His panache for publicly rejecting church teaching while saying he upholds the teaching of the church is the stuff of legends. But lately, he has been brazen in his rejection of magisterial and traditional authority in the pursuit of his goals. And that is why I think he is absolutely the worst priest in America right now, short of one who has engaged in McCarrick-style behavior. So let's have a look at some of his recent behavior, because quite frankly, the fact that he keeps getting away with this is rather shocking. Someone above him who agrees with his takes should tell him to lay off just a bit for the sake of their cause. But they don't even do that much because they don't understand that James Martin is the best friend traditional Catholic morality ever had. And I'll explain what I mean by that provocative statement here in a moment. But let's get to the outrage of the day because this is just too stupid to not get to immediately. We all know that James Martin has a talent for signaling what he thinks by not merely using words, but by trying to be subtle enough that only the most marginalized in the wider world of Catholic media will ever report on what he's doing. We had an example of that happen this past weekend when Pastor Jimmy Martin decided to post this picture on Twitter. If you're listening to this on an audio-only platform, it's an illustration of the Money Changers account in the Gospel, where Jesus is flipping tables. It's a more modern take on it, though. In it, we have men dressed in modern clothes and modern tables in a modern, sort of, looks like, office environment. In it, our Lord is depicted as a modern young man wearing jeans, a sport coat, and a t-shirt. By itself and out of the context of what it is, it seems not that remarkable, if maybe a little tacky, in the way that all these sort of modernizing depictions of events from the Bible usually are. But some keen observers found the source of those images quickly, and that's when the likes of Steve Skojic of 1 Peter 5, Church Militant, and other organizations that have been successfully blacklisted by establishment church officials, decided to report on the fact that these images not only come out of a San Francisco lifestyle advocacy book, but that book consistently depicts our Lord in that way as living that lifestyle that James Martin is obsessed with. In other words, James Martin shared a picture of our Lord from a series of pictures where Jesus Christ is depicted as a homosexual. I feel like I have to wash my mouth out with soap after saying that. Like I said, James Martin has a way of doing these things that are truly breathtaking in their brazenness. And yes, the images are part of a tweet with text that talks about the gospel reading for the day, and the Novus Ordo, and what he wrote there isn't remarkable one way or the other. Like I said, brazen, and he frequently manages to wrap his brazenness in orthodox-sounding language, about Jesus not being cowed by his opponents in defense of the poor and in the protection of of the sanctity of his father's house like he does in this tweet. So what was the reaction? Nothing of any importance. 
It's Twitter. And Twitter isn't real life. The outrage that was directed at Martin led to nothing meaningful. Firing off a few angry tweets isn't real life and has no real life impact other than to probably get a few chuckles from Martin, increase the reach of his media message, and it probably even got him a few new followers on Twitter. This isn't the first time that he said something or did something outrageous in the public eye and completely got away with it. Martin is a master at this, so I'm going to humbly suggest something to those of you watching or listening to this. When he does something like this, don't interact with him. Every response you give him on Twitter or Facebook improves his reach, as there are people you are connected with who will see it and could likely agree with him, thus gaining him a new follower. If you really, really need to share what he's saying, take a screenshot and share it. Don't share the original tweet. Men like Pastor Martin thrive on this kind of attention, and we as Catholics should not be giving Protestants like James Martin any more attention. And I say he is a Protestant because he has been in open protest against the moral teachings of the Catholic Church for years now. His entire career has been a digital campaign of nailing his theses to the cathedral door of the San Francisco Cathedral instead of Wittenberg, but the effect is essentially the same, except that Luther decided to, to leave to better promote his errors, while Martin campaigns relentlessly on the idea that the teachings of the church are simply wrong on this score. The fact that he gets away with it should be a cause for scandal among the faithful, but, like I said, it shouldn't be. So let's not interact with him directly when he causes scandal. Don't fire off an angry response to his heresy on Twitter or Facebook, because the social media, the way the social media works, your interaction with them only bring him more attention by linking people directly to his social media accounts, and that actually helps him do more damage. So at the start, I said that James Martin was the best friend of traditional Catholic morality, and here's what I mean by that. The man is obviously an enemy of the law of God. That is painfully obvious even to someone like me with no formal theology training and no authority to declare people heretics. Anyone who champions the normalization of any of the sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance is an enemy of the law of God. We know that, and it isn't anything to make light of. But here's what I mean by that provocative statement. James Martin is quite frankly the biggest shock to the system that we could have for many Catholics. There are numerous Catholics who have gotten sick of the moral diarrhea being spewed from Martin, and men like him in the name of the Church, that they've sought out the true teachings of the faith on these issues and on others, be it on the political issues or on the various moral issues that those in authority are busy dismantling, that many people find themselves now joining our ranks because of his work. I have a friend who calls James Martin one of the most dangerous men in America, and for good reason. His assault on the teachings of the faith have led and continue to lead many souls to perdition, but others have found themselves reaching the limits of the nonsense that they'll take from the modernists because Martin says things like, well, that recent statement where he said he didn't think St. Paul's letters that, that teach on sexual morality were infallible. Newsflash, they are. And denying the inerrant nature of sacred scripture is heresy. And doing that puts you on the fast track out of the church. In fact, that statement was one of the more brazen ones he made. And he did it just after meeting with Francis, which has made him more brazen. When you have a personal audience with Francis, while you are consistently at the center of scandal, guess what? It makes... The, the cause of scandal more brazen. And that brazenness is waking people up to the poison he peddles and to the fact that he gets protection from the highest offices in the church. If his meeting with Francis has proven anything, it means that he is not going to get excommunicated for his heresies anytime soon. But then again, given that Francis keeps morally repugnant men in his inner circle and was, until literally this week, sheltering a bishop like Zanqueta from Argentina, you know, this should come as no surprise to anyone that Martin is getting the treatment he is from the Jesuit-in-Chief. Which brings me to this. 
There is a rumor that has gone viral saying that Pastor Jimmy Martin is going to be elevated from a simple, erroneous priest teaching grotesque uh, morality that violates true morality to the office of the Archbishop of Pittsburgh. That's a horrifying thought, if true, but it is only a rumor. I'm only reporting it here because it has gone viral, and quite frankly, I don't believe it for one simple reason. In the modern church, figures are rarely, if ever, elevated from being a simple priest to that level of the episcopate. However, I could easily see Martin becoming an auxiliary bishop of Los Angeles after Bishop Barron is likely elevated to the position of Bishop of Birmingham, Alabama, the home of EWTN. If that happens, Martin is a logical choice to follow him. For those decision makers who dislike things like morality, the traditions of the church, and the law of God. After all, Martin has a history with media and runs a successful media Catholic machine while consulting on public relations for the Vatican. He'd make a good choice for a post in Los Angeles for that reason alone. Plus, he has a long history doing work with the L.A. Religious Education Conference, you know, the L.A. Rec, that annual event of absolute modernism held every year in Los Angeles. From that post, he needs only spend a year or two promoting more modernism before getting elevated to a nicer post in a major city or important diocese. So I don't think we need to believe that he is going to go straight to becoming an archbishop because that's not usually how it works. But don't be surprised if he does become a bishop sometime in the near future. But I could be wrong because if there is anything these people making these decisions hate, it is the traditions of the church and even the decorum that goes with it. So who knows? Well, the idea of him becoming an archbishop of a city that's usually associated with being a cardinal is the stuff of nightmares because immediately that puts him in an area to accidentally become pope. I can't even say that without laughing, and it hurts to laugh right now. So stay tuned for that one. Give me recommendations in the comments for a new title for him. If he does become a bishop, he goes, Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church isn't going to cut it anymore. So let me know what you think of this. While I doubt that James Martin is being made an archbishop anytime soon, he is a prime candidate for succeeding Barron when he does get his promotion. And I say that in spite of his publicly defending the indefensible and his publicly saying that St. Paul got sexual morality wrong. He fits right in with the crowd running the Vatican these days, and he'd be a perfect fit at, U at any USCCB meeting. Just imagine him sitting there, sitting next to uh, Cardinal Supich at those meetings. I mean, that'd be perfect. <laughs> but let me know what you think in the comments below. Like I said earlier this week, I'll have a lighter video tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.